Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Recorded live. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Student of the Game. I am Kyle Nash, the Student of the Game, here in the studio with the man, Weasel Weasel. Yeah, boy. And of course, through modern technology, we have the local hero of the world with us, the man who fights fires and also is a good father, what can we say? He's, he's going to be in route from his kid's game. Nonetheless, he, 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 can play, he, he can make it in. He can make it happen. He'll be shortly, of course, Chris Rankin on the phone now. will be with us in the studio shortly. Chris. This whole revolution of of traveling action because technology. Do, do you feel do you feel different at all? Yeah, I feel different, especially especially with this weather that's going on right now too. I mean, we got a little monsoon came through here a second ago, so it's gonna be a little interesting. <laughs> You're one of those weather radio guys, huh? See, I never, yeah, no, I never did that. Actually, in living in Florida, what gets old really fast. Is not is not only people whining about rain, but then you got these doors that call up and spend the first ten minutes talking about how cold it is up north. Um, I live in Florida, so I'm going to put that under you problem. No, it's te- that's terrible. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. Yeah, we, 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 well, you'll hear people around here complaining about how hot it is um, coming up in the next few months. Oh, it's so hot when the, you know, I wish it was colder. Yeah, you guys are the same people when it was cold saying you were freezing. You wish it was warmer. I don't know. Hey, hey, when it comes, you know what? It's always hotter when I enter the room. That's all I know. But thank you. Anyways, we're bringing it to you here on NGSC Sports via NGSCSports.com. You can, of course, hear us on iHeart, Spreaker. Uh, if we're not on iTunes, we will be shortly. Well, I know the student begins on iTunes. Just a whole lot of various surfaces, uh, surfaces and mediums through which you can hear what we're throwing down here. Good times all the way around. Website, of course, is uh, NGSC Sports. Dot com. If you don't know, you don't need to ask anybody. I just told you. But something I want to get off, get out of here really quick, guys. And 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 it, 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 I saw a headline that said that in 2015, all television blackouts for the NFL are to be suspended. I like it a lot. You do. Yeah. Tell the people why you like it a lot, Weasel. Well, there's a lot of times that you you know you go to like a like a sports bar or something like that, and or you're sitting home. And uh, you want to watch the game, but you can't. Yeah. Because it's blacked out. Even like at the sports bars, it's the same thing. They can't show the game because it's blacked out, correct? Uh, you know, I, I believe, uh, depending on the service they're subscribed to, uh, whatever uh, the service your local, your local watering hole is subscribed to, I think that's accurate. Yeah. I think it's kind of like you're kind of punishing the fans of that area for not going to the game. You're also punishing people farther away, too. Mm-hmm. So... You know what? Uh, on the surface, Weasel, I agree with you. However, living where we live in Central Florida, what that means is now when I normally would have watched a featured game or a quote-unquote good game, now I'm stuck either watching the Jacksonville Jaguars or the Tampa Bay Bucks, where before, blackouts would have saved me from dealing with this damnation. This is not a good thing for us. Now, granted, you know, <laughs> I mean, for actual Bucks fans, if you exist, that's fine. Dolphins fans who, you know, aren't living in the past, four, or, you know, in the past four decades. Actually, yeah, four decades. It's coming up on four and a half, but I digress. Since they've seen any success, maybe they have an issue with it. They're going to miss the Dolphins game. Jaguars fans, well, Jaguars fans are, have a little bit to be excited about. That seems looking better. We're not focus, focusing them on this week. We'll be focusing on the West uh, in the later half of the show. But overall, um, not a good thing from where I sit. But then again, that's a regional problem. I don't know. See, Chris, in your case, you'll have to be stuck watching the Jaguars instead of the Jets. Oh, wait, that's a lose-lose for you, isn't it? Well, yeah, that, I mean, that was the thing. Uh, it's a regional blackout, so you get blacked out here, but then you can still see the crappy game from, like, from, from somewhere else. So, you know, like, the Oakland Raiders, their game will get blacked out. 
you know, before to watch like the box or something, you know, because it's not blacked out out there. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Hmm. So, so you can't even watch your team. You got to watch a crappier team than next team. So, so yeah, I still get to watch the Jets games out here because it's since we're not regional blackout up there, they still show it down here. Huh. Okay. That see that makes sense. I can. Yeah, that's a different spin. I mean, as far as the needs of the many, Chris is correct. But that doesn't change my answer. I don't want to be stuck watching Jaguar games unless they're on Thursday or Monday night. And even then I can say, oh, I have to go to work next day and using it as an excuse to go to sleep. So I, I, I don't know. I, I hear where you're coming from from the surface. Weasel definitely had the correct answer up front, but there's me taking it all real world on you. I, I'm just saying, look, sometimes this is a cynical show. That's <laughs> just what happens. And mainly I'm, talking, I'm not talking about it like your uh, singing home type thing. Like uh, just you or, you know, with some friends or something. I'm talking about when you get to the sports bars. You mean the way we watch the game? Yeah, exactly. Over at the local, in our case, the Ale House. They're not paying us, but they're awesome, whatever. We've been doing that for years now. I mean, you know, you go there, you're buying food and doing all that. You have TV upon TV everywhere. And when the games start for the first five minutes, you see that this game is blacked out. Please call blah, blah, blah for your regional provider. No. And so eventually they change it to a different football game. But again, living in Central Florida, all that'll mean is it's another TV with the Dolphins on it. Again, I'm not a Dolphin hater, but can we get something that's, you know, a little less mediocre? Mm-hmm. I'm, just, I'm just saying. I'm sure Dolphins fans are saying the same thing. Maybe that's why they're thinking of trying to throw $100 million at Tannehill coming up. I, I don't know. I don't know that that'll solve the problem either. But that, that's a different topic. You know, speaking of trying to solve problems of mediocre... Uh, the the uh, meetings for the ownership are taking place uh, this week. Over the weekend, we had the veteran combine. Weasel uh, shed a tear when he found out that Tim Tebow was not invited to participate. I The whole thing about that. <laughs> let, let, let me tell you about that. Go ahead, Weasel. Drop it for me. Right at the moment for, you know, the combine, the veteran combine, you have the big names like Felix Jones, Brady Quinn, former first-round draft pick. Number 22 overall by the Browns. They've, most likely they'll grab another quarterback in number 22, <laughs> Marcus Mariota. Wow. But you got, let's see, Michael Bush, uh, kind of kind of slow, speed-wise. You got Tyler Wilson, uh, I don't know if that is. Adam Carriker, that's one of them. The guy's, you know, pretty strong guy. And then the thing about that is that if you add a guy like Tim Tebow, the media would be swarming all over it. And if you go to the NFL, all these other names that no one's looking up right now, uh, <laughs> NFL comment is like, people are so, like, so what? The thing about Tebow, though, is that uh, you either love him or you hate him. And the thing is, is both of those groups are going to watch to see what happens. So When you say media attention, does that include you when you go, Tebow, yeah, I'm just asking. I'm telling you, he's, a, <laughs> he's very popular, but... It's just not to not extend him an invitation. It's like, really, guys? Yeah. He's been work. He's supposed to have been working with Brady's, I guess, personal coach or something on his throne. Tom Brady. Like, you can't Brady. say Brady because you just said Brady Quinn. You didn't mean Brady Quinn. You meant a good quarterback. You yeah. Meant there's a difference exactly. there, I think. There, there's a little difference. A little bit. Slightly. But, uh, Depending on who you ask. <laughs> it's one of those things that, you know, the guy supposedly worked hard, but, and you don't even invite him. So, I don't know. Yes, I don't. A- anything to put a bow on the veteran combine, Chief? Chris? Friends? Well, I could, I'll, I'll try to do like a little uh, quick run through. A little quick run through. A little quick run through. Yeah, and, um, no, with the combine, I, I thought it was a good idea when they had it. Just get something, you know, that dead space between, you know, all the pro days at college that are going on right now, too, and then before the draft. You know, get some of these other players. I mean, I know there's, I heard Maurice Jones-Drew and Reggie Bush. You know, just gets them out there to see what they can still do later on in their lives. But, um, yeah, Tim people, everyone's getting up on that because they people wanted to kind of convert him over to tight end. He doesn't want to do that. He's always stuck on the quarterback thing. Um, so I think that's what teams kind of shied away from it, and that's why they don't want to do with it. Just, you know, come play the tight end position see if you like it. You know, maybe throw like a package or two in him with him at quarterback then, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Let the kid work out. It couldn't hurt anything. I don't know. I, I hear what you're saying, but yeah, let the kid work out. 
it was a gun dip, you know. I, I don't know. Anyways, so, yeah, Weasel, what you got? Let's see, see, he's looking intently at a piece of paper. He's about to throw it down. A little bit of, I'll, I'll try to make a little run for this. Yeah, make it quick. So you got 27-year-old uh, Felix Jones. Oh, former, former cowboy. Former cowboy. Correct. And uh, he's been, you know, trying to stay away, staying with uh, some positive people and uh, working out. And so he's someone that, you know, people will be looking at. Got Michael Sam. He's, uh, he was uh, uh, going for a defensive end, of course, and uh, uh, so and this is his uh, second year trying to get in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And maybe a team will pick him up, at least on a practice squad, but right now I don't think he was, uh, from what I've read, he wasn't that very like, impressive in his workouts. He's still the same problem that he's too small to be a good DN and too slow to be a good linebacker. He's cleaner. It's the same evaluation you get. And uh, good old Michael Bush. This one uh, – he went to. He was with the Bears and he was with the Raiders. I believe. Very good. Uh, quarter, but close enough. Four point nine one. Yeah, that number is is uh, forty times. Oh dear. And uh, <laughs> that's the shuttle time, right? No. <laughs> and I quote from uh, Michael Bush: "You gotta be blank. You gotta be bleep me." <laughs> four point nine one. There you go. There you go. There goes my career. <laughs> It hurts. It hurts. How is it that Bill Paxton puts it? It's game over, man. It's game yeah. over. So if I if I had a soundboard handy right now, oh wait, I do. That if I had the recording handy, I would totally have a Bill Paxton uh, recording here. But I digress. Oh, Scott Brady Quinn wants to come back, make a comeback. Hey, I could be like Josh McCown. Hold on, uh, stop. What? If you aspire to be Josh McCown, who cares who you are? Yeah. I'm just, if 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 that is if that is your pinnacle. Is to be Josh McCown. You are the waste of a roster. Like, he follow like maybe a close path or something. I don't know, Chris. What do you got? Come on, no, like come on, really. At least he's speaking realistically. It's not like he's gonna like throw it out there. Like, yeah, I want to be like Peyton Manning. Everyone wants to be like Peyton Manning, or you know. But at least he's realistic. He wants to, you know, kind of have a comeback like Josh McCown did. Not like he's saying, you know, they're like, yeah, right. You know, you're gonna become come. Um, Peyton Manning or something like that. You can't even tell me you like Manning. Well, you went to the yeah, other, least other extreme. Yeah, I'm not taking it that far, but I mean... Yeah. So, so at, at least you're speaking realistically. Yeah, I can be that, you know? Otherwise, I mean, he's almost in the same page as, uh, like, Ryan Leaf conversation right now. So, I mean, wow. he's only moving on the way up. He can at least say I can be the next Jay Cutler or something. That, that was <laughs> too soon for the Jay Cutler joke. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah, but, the, but the thing with Tom with uh, Jay Cutler is that um, he, he's he's been starting ever since Josh McCown wasn't. Yeah. Well, I mean that's that's a whole other topic too. But but yeah. Anyways, we will wrap it up. Okay. There was a, there's a quarterback Tyler Wilson who's uh he's getting some teams' attention. So uh, okay. That's uh, that's one of them. Uh, Jamal Anderson, former defensive end, defensive end in a top ten pick by the Falcons at the time. Correct. Messed up his knee, and uh, right now he's like, I'm coming back. Sorry. So, uh, Adam Carriker, he's like a, a defensive end, and uh, pretty much for him, he was the only one that did bench presses, and I think he wanted to because he was able to bench 225 pounds 40 times. 40 times. Eric Flowers, and the, and for the, the draft combine, he had 37. He had the most in the NFL combine for... 2014. Yeah. For no, 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 this year. Or Eric oh, Flowers. Yeah, yeah, he has 37. Right. Thank you for it. Um, I keep thinking like the draft hasn't happened yet. No, I'm, I'm not. Yeah, there you go. So, and the last one, Nathan Slaughter. He's a wide receiver, and he was signed by the Cardinals. Okay, so, I mean, look, I mean, that's the goal of a great little come through in the veteran combine, and Nathan Slaughter is a guy here in this case. Also, another interesting concept I, I kind of thought of was. Um, uh, Michael Lashore, former Lions running back, um, he made a very interesting appearance and didn't do, do, that, do too bad either. So that'll be interesting. So Chris uh, was going to be smooth. <laughs> I didn't get in the studio here. We forgot to turn his phone off. So uh, if you heard me talking twice, it's his fault. So anyway. uh, I, did, I, did, I did turn it off with my phone. Just no didn't listen. She didn't listen to me. You're a dirty liar, phone. <laughs> no, anyways. But uh, so, I mean, yeah. Anyways, enough about that. That's, they, there you go. That, that's the novel experiment the NFL is trying now. Speaking of novel experiments, 
Good transition there, nonetheless. Speaking of novel experiments, uh, the owners are meeting here, and this is about the time they talk, start talking about potential rule changes at this point. Now, a lot of them are connected to challenges and things like that. There are some of them that are repetitive, some of them that aren't. I took a few that I thought um, were the most interesting or the most ridiculous, depending on which one's in question. Uh, and it's not just rule changes for um, reviews, but, I mean, uh, you know, uh, uh, um, call reviews, replay, it, it was uh, obviously a hot topic yet again because that's still something that they change and evolve to the situation. And the first thing I want to point out uh, is something that one of the teams is proposing that a timeout be called for a challenge instead of the throwing of the red flag. Um, okay. Already up front, I don't like it, and here's why. Because all it takes is one rep to screw it up, and some team's going to lose a timeout when they shouldn't have, and all hell is going to break loose. I mean, look, the flag has now become kind of an icon of the replay. And, 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 and you know, fun fact, when the flag was first given to the coaches, it was to be a backup, like a situation where first you're supposed to alert the official, and if you couldn't get to him or whatever time is running out, you pull the thing out and you fling it as just an emergency recourse. Well, then it started just getting used on a regular basis. I don't know. So I think the flag needs to stay. What say you guys? Oh, well, I think you should uh, kind of like maybe rename the flag. <laughs> the challenge the, flag? The timeout challenge flag. Because if you throw the flag, essentially you're taking a timeout. Now, if it's a... If it's a legit thing that you... If you uh, win the challenge. If you win the challenge, that timeout comes back to you. It makes a, it's just that when, when there's a time, whenever there's a challenge, you don't really think timeout. You're like, oh, they're going to lose one. But what is the thing that you're doing right now? So I kind of like the if they did that. But you still have to throw a flag. But um, otherwise, I think uh, just taking a timeout, that can cost, I would think, confusion. So. so Weasel's pro flag. What can we say? There you go. Yeah, I mean, you, with with the timeout and everything, they do they do it in college. They call timeout first usually because because they don't have a challenge flag in college. Well, right. They call timeout and then they go talk to the official and say, "Hey, I want to challenge that or whatever." With this, you know, you get some of those coaches that throw the challenge flag. You know, they're going to lose. You can see on replay and everything. This gives them maybe an opportunity that they can try to slow it down and call a timeout, but then still not waste their challenge. So they'll waste a timeout. You know what I'm saying? So. It gives another chance for someone else to look at it and say, no, it's good, we're good on challenge, but we just waste our time out. So kind of waste the time out, maybe it's not really a challenge often. So, but if that's the case, gives their, their team a little bit, you know, their coaches a little more time. I'm not going to tell you it. you're wrong on that, but I can guarantee you they're not going to think about it. <laughs> Again, you're not wrong, Chris. You aren't the problem. They just aren't going to look that closely. And you're right, it could be something that could be made as a cheaper sort of quick advantage kind of thing, kind of like calling for a measurement, but at day's end, yeah, I, I don't I think. mean, it, it, you know, it could be like a, for instance, a questionable catch across the middle, so like a 40-yard gain or whatever, puts in the field range at the last. Wait a minute, you know. did he roll 30 times and then end up out of bounds for a lack of possession? But I'm saying, you know, either they called it a catch, could, could have been that he capped the ball, right. called it a catch, team hurrying up there to go spike the ball or whatever, right. so, you know, the last few minutes of the game. Defense can come up and challenge the play. You know, they call a timeout instead. Take a look at it because if they thought, you know, they could say, hey, they tapped it, they can call a timeout, look at it. I mean, you're helping the other team to call a timeout instead of spiking the ball, but you turn it, you look, call the timeout and look at it first and you throw the flag. I, I, I'm going to label this under non issue. I, <laughs> I, I, I hear where you're going. I just don't think, I just don't think it's that big a factor. Um, I'm not saying that there aren't opportunities like, you know, somebody actually once came up with an example of a timely interception, for example, to replace a punt, for example, you know, that kind of thing. Okay, you, you can tell me on that. And just like there would be situations where a team could take advantage of throwing a red flag instead of a timeout, that's fine. But that's so situational. If a coach is good enough to, to, to quote, unquote, break the system like that, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. Um so there's also talk of, and these are two things we're going to combine here that I think uh, both can't happen but are interesting concepts, and that's challenging in the final, uh, being allowed to challenge in the final two minutes and in overtime, which you cannot do today, 
or personal fouls being reviewable. I think both of those are mistakes, um, just because it introduces a whole set of problems with teams having the power to challenge those plays. It just it doesn't make sense to me. Um, first of all, look, there's a way to stop the game, and if you don't have faith in the officials like I don't, I get why you'd want to do this. But by the same token, I think challenges are something meant to make what would be an otherwise unmentionable moment now important as it should have been. Does that make sense? So as for personal fouls being reviewed, hell, oh, I mean, it's not like they're going to review it and then take away the 15-yard penalty, are they? It's not actually just personal fouls. All penalties. Other people did put on penalties. I didn't put that on the board because we talked about that before, but there's some that you just can't review. You can't do it. Right, but go back back two years ago with the hit um, from the Niners on the Saints game, the team's outcome of the playoff picture. And it never would have been overturned, though, Chris. That's what I'm telling you. No, I think it would have. Really? It would have been overturned because he did not hit him in the head because it was one of the helmet shots. If you would have gotten a challenge, that's one reason why they wanted to blow this in here. Because all the times they call that you hit the quarterback in the head, it would depend really call because he's the first one that's foul. So that's what this is. I mean, the Lions are the ones that proposed this one to the league because um, they had a few of them during the, during the league on it. Now, the Weaver. One thing about uh, helmet-to-helmet hits is that uh, when they show replays, they show it over and over, it's in slow motion. And now you have these refs that are out there, and the thing is, is they – that's a split second. A lot one. of times they're guessing. When they, when they make that hit, yeah. the thing is, is it's a split second decision that they have to make. And I think what, what has happened is, is that they, it went in doubt, call it. That's why I think and, they're, and that their they're doing it. And that's also an element to make the game safer, too. So um, they err on the side of penalizing in order to keep people from attending those hits at all. Right. Just, you know, for example, the other day, John Lynch, a player I love, who, who was a Hall of Fame finalist um, this year, they replayed a lot of his hits. And I'm thinking, hmm, a lot of those would have been illegal now. But yeah, I, I say all that to say taking you can't make the helmet to helmet concept reviewable in my mind because of that, because the leaning is towards being cautious. Now, as a football fan, it makes a lot of sense. But if the prevailing thing that the NFL is trying to do is make this a safety measure, they can't make it reviewable because it still gives those players who are too aggressive, let's say the, the Vernon Golson, or not Vernon, I'm sorry. Um, Deshaun Golson. Yeah, it is Deshaun Golson. Yeah, that's right. Um, uh, to, to, so you're saying there's a chance is a vibe that can't exist in this case if it's really leaning towards safety. Does that make sense? So, I don't know. That's where I come out on it. Football-wise, you're right, Weasel. There's no turning that around. But now that the player safety thing's a factor, the way that it is, um, you can't really do I don't know. How can I have a team team and put it, the challenges to the, the officials? Well, hey, we, we want to make sure we want to get this call. Right? We're, going to, we're challenging our own call here on the field. We want to make sure we got this one right. You make, in other words, make it more like the college system. Yeah, a little bit, right. We've said yeah, on someone, show is, is superior. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone else is already watching all these plays. And like that. Yeah. They're, they're calling it down and take it out of the hands of everyone. Okay. And they're like, hey, no, it's not. I um, I like that. Yeah, I then do. you take it out of the hands of the team, and then you, that's not even with the player either, because then even if they're still going with safety, the player, he's still like, well, they might not count, they might not overturn it. And, and, then, the safety and then the officials will be more confident doing what they're doing, which will lend themselves to fewer mistakes. I I like that. So we're back to the same premise, though, however. Do it the college way. They got it right. Keep the red flags, but have a different official viewing the play. So, yeah, there you go. Now, for the most ridiculous, what do you, what do you Oh, mean? no, I was just saying we should just go to this one right here because you're just talking about college. How kind of college has. Oh, okay. <laughs> you want to say well, 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 yeah, <laughs> that one, but I, actually, I've. I actually read it wrong. I was thinking of um, overtime, the challenge, the one of the rules that they won't be Okay, well, and, and yeah, we also mentioned that in this one thing too. So right. the whole thing okay. about challenges in overtime in the final minutes, that means that that policy is still exactly the same then, right? Right, yeah, it all comes from the booth, right. 
No, I'm talking about the overtime, the expansion of the overtime. I was looking at the board. Okay, well, the expansion of the overtime is, is that both teams get the ball, that it's just a straight up, uh, each team gets a possession. Regardless, yeah, right. Regardless of touchdown. Right. No, I don't like that. Stop somebody, bleepers. <laughs> no, I, I actually like it. It's, it's not the college way of from the 25-yard line. It's still, That's right out. That right. can't happen. It, that won't happen. You just you just go through, team coin, coin toss, team comes down, scores a touchdown, you got to match it. you got to play football. If, you keep, if the other team stops you, they win. If they don't stop, you keep going. It's like you'll have – I think what happens is you have a it's, you know, high-powered offense or something. Right. High, high-powered offense, and they lose the toss. The other team gets the ball. They score a touchdown and then game over. It's like I, I kind of like it for just make sure. Hey, you that's on the front office. Get a damn good defense. That's why the Colts can't go anywhere, man. What? It's 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 uh I don't know who's who's see that's the thing the 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 Colts only seem to be getting in the, in the into those situations with the Titans in the past, but they're so bad now they're not even relevant. So I mean, I, I don't know. It, it's still more. It'd be more football, so we'd all win on this. Mm-hmm. See, when you put it that way, yeah. I mean, there's not really many overtime games in the years anyway. So, well, there was a lot of them last year. There was a lot of them last year. I know the first, like, what was it? The first thing, like, the first three yeah. games, it was like two, right? Stupid. I mean, look, you're giving me the Buffalo Wild Wings defense, and I can't front on that. It's frequently popular. We're going into overtime. <laughs> I, I can't front on that. That. See, you came at me with the there's, there's more football, so everybody wins. Because, I mean, look, let's call it what it is. Do you have any idea? There's a good thing and a bad thing to there being no football right now. A, I'm spending a lot of time with my daughter. That's great. Bad thing is, I've watched more TV than I care to just Like, I'm, I'm watching The Wire because I hadn't got around to it when it came out 10 years ago. And in the middle of the show, they had to explain what a text message was. That's how you know <laughs> this show is old if they had to explain what a bleeping text message is. I'm not making this up. And, like, they, they take this PDA off this guy. It, 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 it's, it's, like, as fat as, like, Chris's phone is now, except thicker. <laughs> so, I mean, there's a, it's like, that's like a Windows phone now is this PDA. Oh, it has a science and text message. Now, the guy, the, the guy was Greek, so it was in Greek letters and... Whatever, that's not important. But, uh, yeah, so here's today's lesson, kids. If you're watching a show that has to explain what a text message is or an older technology, it's an old show. And they open in here and saying, this cutting-edge technology is the 8-track. Forget about it. You're done. Might as well get out of an abacus. I'm just saying. Yeah, I don't know. That... I blame you for bringing up me uh, the off, uh, the lack of football, Chris. That's your. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, you want to know who I blame for this next thing? The Colts. This here's okay. I'm going to say my piece, and if any of you think this is cool, fine. Tell me how. I, I, I'd be shocked if you felt this way. Chris is smiling. I might be in trouble here. But so okay, so you get a touchdown. You celebrate. It's great. Wait, we want to go for two. After Weasel flips the god beeping dang table over because you went for two at the wrong time after he emailed your family hate mail because you went for two at the... No, Weasel wouldn't email you hate mail. He would just say funny things about you on Twitter. <laughs> uh, uh, then if you make it going for two, you can make it a nine-point play if you make a 50-yard field goal. First of all, I don't care... Why are the Colts bringing this up? Adam Vinatieri hasn't been able to regularly make a 50-yard field goal in how many years? I'm just saying. Different. That's right. That's some Vinatieri schmack. What are you going to do? Deal with it. Overrated. That's right. A Senate. <laughs> Colts are looking to draft a kicker in the fourth round. It's his little passes. Colts number one pick is kicker Adam. <laughs> well, you know they, they got to compete with the rest of the uh, the rest of the division. I believe it was the Jags that had a punter in the third round a few three years back, right? I don't know. Anyway, yes, it was. That aside, so does anybody yeah. give any love to the nine point play? Because I think it's absolutely ridiculous. Terrible. No, listen, you're, you're down. You're you're down by eight. Going, you're down by eight with less than a minute left. You go for two, you tie the game, all right? I like where this is going already. All right. <laughs> so, 
you can go for the win with the exploit, but also, not every team has, what is it, Bostic, that linebacker from the Packers? Oh, not every opponent has him on the other side so he can get the onside kick. So. The Packers don't have him anymore. But, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Too soon? <laughs> yeah. The next season has to start. Before. So, so, so to get the nine-point play, they could win. But, yeah, it's just difficult. <laughs> Actually, seriously. It goes with the creative. It is very creative. But, <laughs> but I mean, a lot of times, you are down by nine. You have to, like, you kick the extra point, then you got to do an onside kick. This is the culture thinking, let's just get away from the onside kick. We can't recover an onside kick. We've been a terrorist kick. Oh, boy. <laughs> we can't a 50-yarder. <laughs> I think we have a better chance of making a 50-yarder than an onside kick. Well, I don't know. With Vinatarian onside kick, it's less than 50 yards. He might have a better chance. I'm just throwing that out there. I, I don't know. Anyway, so, I mean, but that's the point you bring up. In the past, you're up by eight. And the worst, you could, you're, you're still in the game. You're up by nine. You're ready to start up the bus. Now, where, how much would it suck if this actually passes, which it won't? You're that first team that's winning by eight, and you lose because <laughs> of this garbage. <laughs> yeah, that would How much effigy would the world be in in the, in the eyes of the football gods, man? No. It's terrible. It wouldn't even matter. It wouldn't even matter if that team won the Super Bowl that year. Also, they're the first one to lose. I want to remember them. Or, or what about this? What about that decides in some way, shape, form, or fashion that a team gets to the Super Bowl? It'd be worse than the duck rule. Well, not about that, but it would be pretty bleeping bad. Ah, so yeah, nine point play sucks. Speaking of Vinatieri, something else he struggled with lately is anything involving an experiment with the PAT. You don't agree? Just watch this past Pro Bowl. Uh, the rule uh, change has been suggested that they kick PATs from the 15-yard line permanently. They kind of play with this in the offseason, uh, or excuse me, the preseason. They play with it in the uh, Pro Bowl and also narrowed the uh, uprights. I'm for it, personally. Um, you know, it doesn't bother me any. If you want to make it a little bit less compelling, or a little bit more compelling TV and a little less automatic, I'm for that. Um, I don't know where you guys come out. Just you're, no matter what, if you want to go for it or keep the extra point, you're at the two yard line, right? So, uh, no, no, they're saying if you go not, for not, two, not, not, I'm talking currently. Oh, currently, yeah, you're at the so, two yard line, two and a half yard line. All right. So, if you want to go for two, you have to then go at the two yard line. Correct. Yeah, it's then, for two if you're going right. for two. So, and the extra point will be for 15. Yeah, that's like the the reason I don't like it is that you're taking away the guesswork of. Like doing a fake, uh, like a, a fake uh, two, like for a. You are. If you well, if you're at the 15 yard line and you go for it, like you know to catch them off guard, it's just that. You mean like a fake extra point? Well, yeah, like a fake extra point. It's just I don't. Just how often does okay, NFL do? No, no. Let me tell you why dude's pissed about that. Because if you ever played Madden with this loser, okay, he yeah, loves doing the fake goal yeah. on every. It takes away the guessery. I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand. When I play that, I don't understand. I'm still looking hard. I just give a two. <laughs> you know, stop me. Well, Go ahead. And that's what they're trying to move towards. You know. Oh, wait a minute. Okay. So you go for two, but you actually kick it to go for the field goal and get three points instead. <laughs> There's your nine points. Hey, hey, what, if, what if they have a um, – just make the goalpost moving and, like, back and forth and, like, wider oh, and smaller? Oh wow! If you go to like to an arcade place and you have the basketball hoop, yeah, that uh, when you're shooting, it just sits there, and then it starts going back and forth. It goes forward, back, like turns, rotates, yeah. left, right, yeah. <laughs> you know, I find it odd that this show is degenerated to arcade talk, but I got to be perfectly honest. The moving goalpost does compel me. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> Actually, I'm so hyped up about the goalpost moving. I'm going to use a particular kind of music for the break now here. We'll jump right into it. we got one more rule thing. We'll talk about it, but we'll hit it on the other side of the break. But here's how stoked I am about the moving goalpost. Thank you. 
So as we were talking about on the break, we got a buddy, Pneumatic Goalpost. Actually, you know what? That would be a hell of a band name. Ladies and gentlemen, Pneumatic Goalpost. Are you ready to rock? Yeah, I, I don't. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. It'll be Weasel's Contest. I'm going to grab that on Twitter now. <laughs> that could be hydraulic, not pneumatic. Though. Pneumatic would be air. Yeah, yeah, but but hydraulic, is, hydraulic goalpost is not a good band name. No. It isn't. <laughs> pneumatic goalpost. I don't even know what but pneumatic Hydraulic is. uprights is better, though. Ooh. <laughs> and now, headlining for pneumatic goalpost, hydraulic uprights. <laughs> I just sound dirty too while you're at it. I like that. I got that little extra mm-hmm. yeah. going on. Uh, anyway, so speaking of innuendo, <clears throat> the uh, NFL is always intimating and in, in implying that they're going to expand expand the playoff format. Uh, you know, I, I'm just going to go over it one more time. I have been a proponent of leaving the playoffs just just the way you are. Right there, you go. That's a hit by Nevada goalpost, but. Um, God, I hope not. But um, when expanding the playoffs, what happens is you've now made it so more Week 17s won't matter, and you've only increased the chances for a garbage playoff team to make the cut. I mean, we've had too many losing playoff teams in my world anyway, and now two of them have won playoff games for crap's sake, which I think is just trash in itself. NFL's having the NFL uh, the, uh, networks having a thing for the greatest games, and one of the the proponent, uh, one of the candidates, is this freaking thing where the, uh, the Saints dumped the, uh, or excuse me, the Seahawks dumped the Saints. I think it was two thousand nine, two thousand seven. Excuse me. Just absolutely. You guys may be cool with that. I thought it was blasphemy. I'm just saying it's a me problem. Fine, but anyways, I don't know. Playoff expansion, Chris. Yeah, I don't. The way they were talking about it is expanding two teams to one from each conference. So they only go one other team, so it's only like the number one seed to get a buy then. Yeah, that's, that's not a good thing. No, it isn't. It's, it's, fine, it's fine the way it is. The only way, if they want to tweak it a little better, is to almost dump the division and just go conferences, and then you can just rank by conference. Because then you won't get these seven and eight teams you make in the playoffs when you have like an eleven and five team lead. Yeah. So dump dump the uh, dump the divisions as far as division winners being guaranteed a spot, and just make it by rank within the conference, but still have the divisions dictate the schedule. Because as far as the schedule goes, I like the divisions as they stand. A lot of rivalries. They're all playing twice a year. Look, dudes. Bottom line. You're getting, for example, Bears Packers twice a year. That's the way it should be, right? Right. I don't know. Weasel. Yeah, just a quick little thing. I'm reading an article here. So by adding two playoff games, uh, the league would rake in an estimated $280 million more in annual te- uh, television revenue, according to John Varum, a sports columnist at Vanderbilt University. And this is an uh, article. It's in the Post-Gazette. Uh, it's for Pittsburgh. So, which basically what you just said means one day I'm just going to be screwed. This is going to happen. Money. Well, but I mean, that's a temporary grab too. Fewer people take interest. Eventually that just becomes a joke. I mean, you know, it would be kind of like baseball and it's hundred. No, I'm not making fun of baseball because it's a wimpy game. I mean, 162 games and then they added a playoff to get into the playoffs that, Get what? No. Yeah, just stop it. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't, the television revenue, that aspect of it is what makes it so certain. But as far as people actually attending these games or caring about them or watching them, you're not going to get a good number for them. But that's the thing is 60% of a game's quote-unquote rating in the NFL is better than a lot at 200% for other uh, competing television programs. Anyways, enough about that. <clears throat> I haven't op- had an opportunity to get this music going in a while in the background, but it's time. Oh, yeah. Let's do a little team needs. Starting out at West this week as we go up to the NFL draft. Oh, look, I, I don't waste your time trying to pretend I know who is what about college players in the NFL draft. 
I just know which teams need what. And so too do my friends. We'll have more draft experts as we get closer to the event itself at the end of next month. But in the meantime, if you're in the AFC West and you're the San Diego Chargers, Chris, what do you need? Well, right now they need, they need to run it back because Ryan Matthews left. Right, he's an eagle now. Correct. So, so they, they need to run it back. They're, I think they're set at receivers. Um, probably use another tight end. They're going to get up there in age. Yeah. Um, but mostly, I'd say offensive line and their defense improved. last year was a lot. It was like 10 times better than it was in 2013. So, I mean, they made strides over there. So, I would say I'd say running back and probably offensive line is what they need. You know, I, I agree with you with receiver because they have both Steven Johnson um, and Jacoby Jones now, in addition to uh, Keenan Allen already, who's Awesome. So I think you're right at receiver. Tight end, yeah. Uh, I, if they got, if they supplemented that, that'd be fine. I wouldn't call it a need today. It, it would be bottom of the thing. The main things I have, I'm with you. O line, uh, their defense has improved, but their defensive line and the whole still needs some work. Um, uh, I, I like their DNs and their outside linebackers. Inside the interior of the B line, the inside linebackers, they need work. When Manti Teo is on your squad, you have a problem. And as kind of an ancillary need, I would throw in, they might need to think about quarterback soon because Philip Rivers is coming up on his contract. Not exactly a spring chicken, but I don't know. They'll be in a position to where they may need to replace him sooner than later, whether it be due to money or father time winning the day. Anything to add, Weasel? I can. All right, great. Let's wrap it and go over to the next piece who are the... Oakland Raiders. Chris, what do you got? <laughs> you made a whole new team. Um, <laughs> they're, I mean, they, dra- they drafted Derek Carr last year. So, you know, he said promise last year as a quarterback. Uh, they need probably some help with running back. With running back right now, they have uh, Latavius Murray, who's an ex-UCF Knight. You know, he's coming in his third year. He had, he had a couple games, good games last year. They're talking about getting his, um, doing the offense around him because they did let go of McFadden and right. Jones Drew. So, what about they, Trent Richardson, baby? <laughs> Woo! Yeah, they also they also got Roy Hill New also they signed up. I like so. to pick up two Weasel. Ooh, I, I looked this up to make sure, but I heard that Trent Richardson thing got like three point nine million for uh, the contract. <laughs> <laughs> Look, yeah, I don't know that it's quite as bad as Charles Clay getting paid when he got paid by the Bills in the East. But um, I would go ahead and say this, Brian. Okay. This is for Brian. Okay. And, 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 and here's something funny about it, too, is when you're looking at a team and they fill that position with players and you still spot it as a need, that is something you need to definitely talk about. In the case of the uh, Raiders, yeah, I know that they have. Um, is it DJ Hayden that they have? The big corner? Well, at any rate, um, I can look that up. But at any rate, what I'm trying to get to is this, guys. They got Nate Allen as a safety. They got Dockery James as a defensive back listed here. And I'm still putting the secondary as a need. Actually, pretty much every position for the Raiders, uh, except for uh, linebacker or DN, I have listed as a need on defense. For me, it's O-line and wide receiver for the rest. I don't know if where you're at with the Raiders on offense, uh, Chris, but the running back spot with Halu, with Murray, um, looks to be a pretty good uh, committee, and if you have Richardson as a third option, okay, fine. I can live with that. A little expensive for a third option, as Jesus pointed out, but that is what it is. Um, and, of course, they need O-line. Derek Carr, if he is the answer, needs better protection. I think I can live with that, right? Yeah, man, if, he gets, if he gets hurt, you know his back of his, right? Matt McLean? Oh, no, no way. Christian Pine. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know I knew what the Yeah. So we know but how you feel about that. They, right? they also need they they also need a receiver real bad. Yeah, I, you know, I have a couple of them in there that are. Uh, I think there's like two to three wide receivers that are going to go early. So it's Cooper and uh, uh, the other guy, Cooper and White, I believe. 
Inside information, Weasel's really? them picking high in the draft at the wide receiver spot. No, it, you're right. It's not really. It's pretty common knowledge, actually. Because, I mean, look, first round is going to be Jameis or Mariota, probably Jameis if you believe all the hype. Second round, already accounted for a quarterback because it's the Jags. They're not getting rid of Bortles yet. Third round, the Raiders are not going to be getting rid of Carr yet. It just doesn't make sense to do that. You get that receiver spot. I agree with you. So hopefully there's somebody worth that high a pick. Next on the list, the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay, who here had wide receiver as their top need? Yeah. Well, they, yeah. Even with last season, Dwayne Bowe played the full season, right? I believe he did. And I was one yard away from scoring the only touchdown by a wide receiver and uh-huh. fumbled it. But the thing yeah. is, is that he, yeah, he's gone. Up. He went to where? The Browns. Um, What's the Browns? Yes, he's with the Browns. So, but um, no, he didn't play the whole season last year because I think he's suspended. No, oh, suspension. Okay. Well, at any rate, not like yeah. it matters. Well, he's gone. Yeah, he gone. So um, yeah, if you're if you're a unit, if you play offense and you're on the and you're on a skill position and your unit doesn't score a single bleeping touchdown, you suck. Bottom line, there's no middle ground. You can't even claim potential in saying that you suck right now. You're just bad. It's just a terrible. T R B L terrible. They signed Jeremy Macklin. They did sign Jeremy Macklin, and like I said, Chris, if you fill a need with a player and it's still a need, you're messing it up. Jeremy Macklin is one dude. I'm just trying to say. (laughs) Jeremy Macklin's a good deep ball player now. Smith can't throw that far. (laughs) King of the touchdown, man. I mean, look, I'm not going to argue with it because I made the video. I watched it the other day. It's actually still pretty relevant. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it, it, it's still a need. Macklin's a start, I, and I'll leave it at that. I also have offensive line and defensive backs for the Chiefs. Also quarterback as a, as a distant need as well because on top of being the king of the shutdown, Alex Smith uh, will not last forever, all that other stuff. So, I don't know. Uh, next up, the Broncos, champions of the division last year. Um, taking out in, was it? No, it wasn't conference championship. So, I think it was the divisional round. Uh, Peyton Manning coming back by all accounts. What do the Broncos need, Chris? Uh, they need offensive line to protect them a little bit. They lost uh, Sandy, right? Uh, offensive tackle. Oh, Franklin. Franklin. Is it, is it? Um, Franklin. Right. They they also need some defensive front too. I and mean, they lost Ter- Terrence Knighton. Uh, lost their tight end, Julius Thomas. Yeah, but Terrence Knighton. Yeah, he's a big deal. So um, they did get Owen Daniels coming over. You know, yeah, so he's, he's a little older. Right. He's yeah. getting up there in age. Um, I agree that tight end and deep tackle are both needs. Um, you know, if you're going into the draft and you have Tate Manning, who um, in order to figure out, when you have to use carbon dating to figure out how old your quarterback is, you need to draft another one. And I know they think Brock Osweiler is the answer. I just have no reason or no way I can believe that. Of course, hey, everyone was fooled when this kid Philip Rivers did something after the, after the Chargers shipped Drew Brees for whatever reason. But I, Brock Osweiler as the next Philip Rivers, I just don't see it. Um, so they need to look at another quarterback. I don't know. Brock Osweiler, does he do it for you, Weasel? What's that? Does Brock Osweiler do it for you? Uh, no, he's uh, he's pretty much right now. I think he was for the Denver first round pick, or was it? It was more like second round or so. Yeah, I don't think it was that high. I have to look it up. And I think he's a third year, fourth year player. So it, with Manning still playing, you kind of I think it's going to get to that contract thing. You're like you know nothing about the guy. Yeah, I know. I'm with you absolutely on that. Um, I think they're shocked Manning lasted this long. Hell, I'm shocked Manning lasted this long. There you go. Let's turn it over to the NFC, opening up with the Rams. Guys, I'm going to open this one up saying this. The team has two needs. O-line, quarterback. They're pretty damn good everywhere else. I know their receiver core is young. Tavon Austin, uh, Sedman Bailey, some of these guys. Um, they have uh, the former tight end at tight end. His name is escaping me right now. Crap. Well, whatever, it's because he used to be a Titan. But they look good at virtually, they look good or awesome at virtually every spot. And if anyone had defensive line as a weakness for this team, just stop it. You're fired. All right? Nick Fairley, Aaron, uh, uh, Aaron Donald, 
and just a whole cast of characters. Uh, Chris Long. Yeah, no, Chris Long. They cut. They did they cut Chris. Yeah, Long? they cut Chris Long in off So he, he's gone. Who cares? They're still good. At the Rams are going to send a fruit basket over to the Redskins for uh, for having them actually get some uh, uh, young talent a lot more than uh, they would have had if they didn't make that trade. So, oh, Robert Quinn's the guy I'm, for, uh, guy I'm forgetting yeah. to on the uh, on the defensive line for the Rams. And Jared Cook was the tight end you were thinking of. Jared Cook, that's yeah. thank you, Chris. Yeah, and then. That's a good point, Weasel, that you just made, too. Uh, I was going to give you a hard time about bringing up the Rams and the Seahawks again with the draft picks, but you did it creatively, so I'm cool. That's true. <laughs> just a man, Kyle. Well, you got to hate. <laughs> Chris. Yeah, they're, I mean, right, running back, they got Zach Stacey, who had a decent year. I mean, second year out of Vanderbilt now, too, um, with him there. But... Yeah, they, they need no line. They need to protect the quarterback. They haven't protected their quarterback the last three years. I mean, Dan Bradford has been hurt. Um, so they got Nick Foles coming in. He's, he's been has injuries prior as well. Well, here's the thing. The, the saying goes that if you don't have one, if you if you have more than one quarterback, you don't have one quarterback. And then look at that roster. It's Case Keenum. It's uh, it's uh, Nick Foles, and it's. Um, the guy who started a few games last year, his name's escaping me. That's how good he was. But the point is, I think the biggest thing is quarterback, and it's extended in this division because if you make mistakes, these defenses will score on you with it. And I think that's exactly what what's in the problem. It was Jake Long that was cut the offensive line, but not Chris Long. Maybe cut him. So still got Chris Long. Yeah, okay. his brother was cut. Yeah, okay, good. I thought you said. Oh, yeah, but yeah, Jake- I, I remember Long was cut. So I, I thought I thought Jake Long was still with um yeah so they just bought him over from the Dolphins here Jake years Long ago, right um and then Scott Wells their center is also uh gone as well which is why O line is a need it was a need before it's an even bigger need now believe that at that uh Cardinals Chris uh they need they need a running game um, <laughs> good answer you know they had Andre Ellington you know. He showed, he showed promise last year. Uh, he, he did, once he got injured, they had the running game after that. Carson Palmer, I don't know the answer to their quarterback either, so that could be another issue. So also with off of the line there. Um, defense is pretty good. Um, they did lose um, Dockett. Dockett. Right. So so they did lose Dockett, but, I mean, they still got a good defense coming back. So I'd say, I'd say, I'd say offensive side of the ball. Um they got good receivers. Larry Fitzgerald is turning into a possession receiver now when they have, um, I can't think of you guys' name, the rookie from last year. John Brown. John Brown, and then also um, Michael Flores. Right. So, I mean, yeah, those are all good guys. I, I, I didn't see if he was moved yet or not. I don't see him as a departure here, but I believe John Carlson is still a factor on that squad. Not that he's a great tight end, but around those receivers, that's a good, that's, that's a good enough factor. I'm going to leave that at that. Um, to account for the departure of um, Darnell Dockett, they got Corey Redding. I like that pickup a lot. Their D-line is good. I'd like to see an improvement at the defensive tackle spot to account for Dockett's departure. I'm with you there. I put quarterback as the lowest need, but they do need to do something. I don't have any reason to believe Carson Palmer will make it through the rest of, 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 a, of a 16-game season. An offensive tackle is the biggest need for the cards, in my opinion, is Weasel. All right, pretty uh, uh, simple uh a simple way for the Cardinals to address their running back situation, Adrian Peterson. Uh, you have uh, Larry Fitzgerald, who said that he would be like a game changer and uh, great for any whatever team he goes to. But they're offering supposedly a second-round pick for Peterson, but you know, they should throw a first-round pick at him and maybe like a player. But if they get him, think about it. You've got a wide receiver core. you got, I think, Carson Palmer maybe will be back. I mean, that could be argued to be a balanced Group. Yeah. And, and, you know, somebody who was an aging quarterback, was an injury prone, but was an aging quarterback and made it pretty damn far as with a balanced offense, thanks to Adrian Peterson, won Brett Favre as a Viking. Yeah. There yeah. you go. I actually mentioned Brett Favre in a positive light. <laughs> that, is, that is how you know I'm a versatile show talent. <laughs> Anyways, <sighs> this one's going to hurt. The 49ers. Where to start? 
I mean, you ain't even lying, dude. I mean, you know, you as a Vikings fan shouldn't be running your mouth here. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm just joking, dude. But, no, I mean, look, you ain't far off. First of all, re-signing Blaine Gabbert. Just stop it. All right? I know he's just a backup, but come on. Really? Really? This, this, no. Okay. They did get Darnell Dockett. I like that they picked up former Bill uh, guard Eric Pierce. Pairs, rather. But they still need guards. I would like to see them get a new center. Vernon Davis is aging. They need another tight end. Their tacklers are aging. They can draft for that. I mean, they got Anthony Davis as a fighter, man. Jonathan um, Martin is not the answer. Uh, Their DBs, I'm just not confident, uh, specifically their corners. Um, And their defensive tackle spot, other than Tony Gerard-Eddy, is useless. Notice I didn't put linebacker there, because even with the departure of Patrick Willis, the retirement of Chris Boland, Borland rather, which we're going to get into that separately in a second, and then Dan Scuta going to the Jags, there's still a pretty deep linebacker call. That's ridiculous to me. But uh, I'd like to see a defensive tackle improvement as well. I have specifically six separate positions of need for the Cardinals or for the Niners and one of them even is at quarterback because they need an answer to either back up or replace cap if they aren't happy with it Chris. Yeah. Every everything you said right there, offensive line, you know, they lost Mike Ayapati and the cards. So that's 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 big right there. And at first step between so, the cards the running game you kind of they need. Right. So, you know, offensive line I can see they did get Tory Smith as well and Reggie Bush. Huge. Come in because we did lose Frank Gore. Huge. Frank Gore, what was it? Eight, eight, eight thousand um, yards in one season, somewhere at ten, at eleven, or somewhere at something, something like ridiculous. Yeah. So I mean, you're, you have big, you know. Hope, hopefully, the the rookie from last year running well, back with Reggie Bush because he, he's the power there. Well, okay, so you got Carlos Hyde, you got Reggie Bush, and Kendall Hunter now won't have any problem seeing the field anymore. I think that's part of the reason why they got rid of Frank Gore, is that core is still amazing, Right. period. The only thing that's going to slow down, see, here's the problem. The Niners' run game will struggle because of the lack of interior linemen, specifically body, and not the guys carrying the damn football. And it's going to get misanalyzed because people want to pay attention to skill positions, unless they're on this show. I'm just saying. Anyways, enough about that, Bitter. Let's wrap up with the should-be world champions, because Pete Carroll, uh, Seahawks. Okay, who else had wide receiver as a, as a main need here? Yeah, I got it. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, this one, uh, if you didn't put center with the departure of... Yeah, I, I got that as well. Which I knew, I, I knew you would, yeah. but uh, something else I put is running back. But let me tell you why. Marshawn Lynch is having back issues, was talking about retirement in the offseason, and then decided to come back. The way he runs the football... Just through physics alone, it's going to have a limitation on his football life. They need more guys worthwhile to get in there. Turbin is not going to do it. Christine is not going to do it. You need a good uh, core of running back support. I would have liked to see them get Michael James, for example, to change it up from Lynch, but the Dolphins took care of that. So that's where I'm at, Chris. Yeah, I, I agree 100% with the center and you know, running back there. Um, I expected Marshawn Lynch to get hurt last year. Yeah. I actually called that in like, the playoffs and getting hurt, and they just seemed to fumble after that. So, I mean, still could happen. If it happens this year, they're not going to be as good um, without him, especially without a wide receiver. They don't have to worry about it. They can corners, any corner in the league can cover their receivers one-on-one, so they don't have to worry about it. So, Shepard, Jimmy Graham. <laughs> so, that's a double-team that, which makes their receivers a little more interesting now because – they are going to be out there on island, so if they get a, if they can draft a receiver this year, then you know, well, get we, one somewhere else. We've shown two things with Jimmy Grant: is that he's comparatively soft for a tight end. It's just true. I'm sorry, no offense. Um, but also, what happens when Jimmy Grant is the only guy on the football field? The Saints didn't produce when he was it when Colson and Brandon Cooks were hurt at the same time. And this is the same situation here. It's just not injuries. It's just that they suck. I'm sorry, that's hard to regret. Uh, can you front on that, Weasel? Can you front on that? I didn't think so. So, I don't know. At the end of the day, 
when it comes to a day I never thought I'd see is the team most set for receivers right now in this division is the 49ers. How do you beat Torrey Smith, um, Anquan Bolden, and flipping Jerome Simpson as your trio? It's pretty badass. Yeah. yeah. So. And we still have Vernon Davis to still be. Oh, yeah. Even though, yeah, even though he's aging, Davis is at least a decent option. I can't find Yeah. There you go. So, I don't know. That'll do what the team needs out west. And it'll also do it for this edition of the student of the game. Good times all the way around. First set of team needs. I think we'll do the East next week. Maybe. Why not? Yeah, why not? East sounds good. There you go. I want, I want, we can't really do the North until people decide what's going on with Adrian Peterson. Let's be real. <laughs> he's, agent. he's a jerk. Well, it ain't just his agent, but also the uh, team has said they don't plan to release him. Yeah. Now, you and I both know that's a smoke screen, but. <laughs> well, no, you're not. It's, it's duh. That's what that is. <laughs> duh. Come on, Kale. Strong with you. That's PRBL. It's just, the one thing is, is that it just takes me off that they're like saying uh, that, like, Adrian Peterson, uh, he's not happy with how the Vikings are treating him and stuff. And it's like, dude, you almost went to jail. <laughs> <laughs> he's got bigger problems than how the franchise is treated. I was like, really, dude? That's, and so that's getting me upset. But uh, watch out. Cowboys, not so much right now. Cardinals. Ooh. Weasel recanting on his theory. Very interesting. Cardinals are number uh, most likely. And I think we're squarely bra- uh, blaming the signing of uh, McFadden uh, on that occurrence. And I don't blame you. I, I think that's sound logic. Um, with that, you can always check out the website, ngsusports.com. Of course, you can find Weasel on Twitter at pneumatic. Po- oh, excuse me. At Weasel, the SOTG. You find Chris on Twitter at Hydraulic Upright. I mean, damn it. I mean, at Rankin. BSOTG. Of course, you can find me, Kyle Nash, the student of the game, at BSOTG on Twitter. Good times all the way around. Silly band names, awesome Twitter handles, and so much more from this show. Booyah. Have a good week. See everybody next time. Until then, class dismissed.